Well, hello and welcome to the No Filter Needed podcast, where we cut the fluff, expel those myths and kick unobtainable standards to the curb. I am your host, Camilla Collins, self-image consultant, author and founder of multiple beauty and creative entertainment agencies. I am super passionate about empowering people to change their self-perception and reimagine not just the beauty, but the huge amount of power within themselves. And this podcast is in support of my mission to do just that. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the hashtag No Filter Needed podcast. And today we have another interview and it's been ages since I've done an interview and I'm going to start all of those back up again now and um, which I'm super excited for um, and first up I am joined by the lovely Katie Hilton Bird who I actually had the pleasure of sharing the stage with back in July at the Miami Pro Show uh, which is a fitness modeling competition. Now Katie is a professional pole dancer, she's a performer and she's a Pilates instructor and she's always had a passion for sport and fitness and basically always been training for something or other but this year was her first time competing as a bikini athlete and since July I've had my time off um chilling eating drinking um but Katie has basically straight off the Miami Pro been soldiering on swiping up trophies elsewhere and is currently hammering down on her prep for the PCA British finals which is in a few weeks time I think two just Uh weeks how how long just over two just over two weeks exciting exciting so look I know we're gonna have a really good discussion around um you know what it takes to train to diet and compete for shows but actually the reason I asked Katie on the show today is because she shared a post recently maybe a couple of weeks ago um that said stop well, the title was Stop Commenting on People's Weight and Appearances. And then the caption went on to detail some of the negative and hurtful comments that she's received. And having received similar feedback from people myself, I really, really wanted to open this one up for discussion. Um, So first of all, let's properly welcome you, Katie. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. (laughs) Awesome, awesome. Um, so what made you want to compete? How did this, has this been brewing for a while or is this just something you just decided, sod it, I'm just random, I'm going to go and, go and start competing? bit of both really. So I originally started looking into it a few years ago, about 2018. Um, a few people I followed on Instagram um they were doing it and I was obsessed (laughs) like I was constantly looking at what they were doing and watching all their shows and things like that and I was I was like that's definitely something I wanted to do so I looked into it a little bit at the time and I I looked into some coaches and I I suppose I just got scared (laughs) um I I've I was worried that I wouldn't be able to do it, that I wasn't good enough, things like that. And I kind of just pushed it to one side and was like, oh, I don't have time um, and made excuses, really. Um, And then obviously the pandemic hit um, and the first lockdown, I was really motivated to do stuff. So obviously with my pole dancing, I was doing a lot of flexibility training and training at home for that. Um, And then the second lockdown hit and it was the complete opposite, like I did absolutely nothing which is fine but for me I am very busy and active all the time and it's just 
I just couldn't get myself going at all. Um, and obviously we got through the second lockdown and then that's, I caught COVID in October. So I had to have obviously a break from training and stuff just because I couldn't breathe. <laughs> um, and then when we went into the third lockdown, I was like, right, do you know what? I'm getting over COVID. This is something I've wanted to do for a long time. Like, I know the gyms aren't open, but there's no better time to get my head around like meal prepping, get my head around a routine and training. Um, and I literally messaged Charlie, my prep coach, um, and was like, I want to join. <laughs> I had a meeting with him and I just signed up and I was like, right, I'm doing it. I'm just going to go for it. Some, it's been a few years that I've been thinking about it. So, yeah, and I'm really glad I did because now I'm obsessed. Like. I, I feel like I'm going to be doing it for a long time now. <laughs> it's but it is like it's a, kind of addictive. Or you you know, and you do get the bug a bit because I, I don't. I guess that I don't know if you feel the same way, but also in an, particularly at this sort of time, and and there's a lot of things outside of our control in life, um, in general. But at the moment, and it's kind of the one thing you know, your physique. It's a great kind of focus point. And once you see, start seeing progress, and of course you don't really at the beginning, do you? And then it's when you get to that peak week and everything kind of dials in, and you're like, this is amazing, like it's magic. Um, so it's really easy, I think, to get to get hooked on on that but I mean you're an absolute trooper because you're just as I said soldering on you've carried on on your first show and and I think you know it's right to not lose that momentum with it um and you so you went on talk us through the federations actually because I so I competed back in 2018 um as more of a, like a random challenge seven week thing I was not warmed up uh, to the idea at all um really and just kind of went in for a hard seven week prep and that was I think they they had just joined I don't know was it WB I don't know which federation it was but obviously I know and I had no idea what I was doing I literally just winged it on stage and copied the other girls I didn't get a posing coach I just yeah it was it was, uh, it was fun yeah so this one with yeah so with Miami Pro and also the Pure Elite show which you did as well um yeah. I feel they're very different to some of the other federations which have I don't know I feel there's more of a kind of someone actually used the word pageant um uh, but I kind of more kind of routine maybe a little bit more relaxed um, than other federations. I don't know. How, how do you feel about having switched federations now and, and competing in both? Yeah, so they are very different. Um, I started with Pure Elite, so that was the first show I did. Um, I did Miami Pro a few weeks later and then obviously PCA three weeks after that. Um I, I would say to people, definitely try the different styles and see which suits you better. So coming into this, like even though it's something I'd been like looking at for a while, I was oblivious to it all. Like I didn't really understand why the federations were different and the difference between the federations. Um, and you are right, like with Miami Pro and Pure Elite, they are a little bit more pageant-y. So although your physique does play a big role in it, there's also a lot more um, to do with sort of your, your stage presence, uh, your appearance, your makeup, your hair, the, like the overall package. And then again, although with the bodybuilding federations, it's they still do look at that, but that's a lot smaller part and it is mainly your physique they're looking at. So like for me, now I've tested both. Um, I actually thought I would prefer the... Um, 
fitness model federations but now i've done them both for me i definitely prefer the bodybuilding federations um and that's sort of the route i'm going to go down from now um i i think it's i i know more what the bodybuilding federations are looking for for me so there's something i can work on that's the one thing i found difficult with the fitness model federations you don't really get much feedback and i found it hard to work out where I needed to improve on. Obviously, everything there's always stuff to improve on, but it, it's harder for me to know how I can build on that, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. And I think, yeah, you're right, there's so many variables. If there's not one, if it's very much kind of taking into consideration the makeup, the colour and style of the bikini, the routine itself, like all of kind of this, along with the the actual physique, um and, and obviously bikini is a lot more it's worth saying bikini is a lot more kind of relaxed than um and, and fitness rather than the the whole kind of trained figure and physique which yeah. is a lot leaner um and looking for symmetry and things like that um but that also makes it kind of harder really and, it, and it, i guess it just depends as it always does depend who you're up against on on stage and there might be a little bit of politics going on in shows potentially <laughs> yeah and the thing is as well like just it's how I I was after Pure Elite um I think I came fifth in bikini and at the time I was really upset with that but not because of my placing I felt like I messed up myself <laughs> massively like the second I stepped on that stage I I just went to a bag of nerves and I ran <laughs> through the routine um and then at Miami Pro in the first category with bikini I came fifth again and I was so pleased with that, but because I knew that I had done everything I could, so I didn't feel disappointed at all in myself um, on that one. So I was really pleased with the placing then. <laughs> I, I think a lot of us had a really bad experience at, um, at Pure Relief, didn't we? Feeling rushed. And it was kind of like the warm up for all of us. And I, I was never planning to do that show. I just kind of did one a week earlier. And I thought, what better way to rehearse than actually on a stage? Um, yeah. Well, it wasn't really with an audience, kind of an audience, because we were technically it was obviously limited. Um, but yeah, I, just speaking on that, I, I think we probably had similar experiences when, with the Miami Pro stage and the Pure Elite stage. But when I stepped out onto that Pure Elite stage, I literally was completely consumed by nerves. My feet immediately just started sweating. I took one step forward and I was sliding through my shoes. And I was literally paralyzed. And my mind was like, I was like, just pull yourself together. Like, sort it out and I and I mucked up my routine completely um and I thought I was hurried actually on stage but now I look back at the footage which I did get back from them and I was like I wasn't at all it was all in my head I think yeah. it was kind of backstage and and you know that we were running behind so it just shows you know what it can do to you which is why I said to myself you know I gave myself a good talking to coming away from that and maybe you did the same and thought do you know what it's so because you feel so bad you know you've just got to go out there and enjoy yourself Otherwise, the whole thing is a waste of time, isn't it? Yeah, I'm exactly the same. And I was much more relaxed at Miami Pro because I was—I just was like, I took the pressure off myself. And I was like, do you know what? I want to be here to have fun, do the best I can. Like, I've put all this training in. And obviously, with the shows getting postponed, I'd already been training since November last year. Um, so I think just being more relaxed on the day made such a massive difference. Yeah, I second that as well. Absolutely. And, you know, sometimes you can't get there without having the, the bad experience in the first place or the, yeah. the 
rough rough rides and then you just think you know what to hell with it I'm just going to go out there and, and that's where the real confidence comes from and that's yeah. where you end up nailing it really isn't it um yeah. so just going back to that so you said you're you've been on prep since November and a lot of yeah I know a lot of people who are planning on doing stuff that then obviously didn't kind of happen because we were still in lockdown yeah. um Abby as well who's with um Abby Mack is she's with Charlie too right she's with Charlie too and I know she's been she's like I've been on prep for like a year um <laughs> yeah the shows obviously didn't go ahead and then they were pushed back to, to July so how how was your kind of diet and training plan sort of start in November and then how was it kind of changed to accommodate like did you go off plan or have like a few weeks off and then come back on it or did you kind of just have to really steady stay on it um yeah so initially I think the comps were initially in April so I started in November with Charlie and I was cutting like straight away um sort of to see where I was at once the comps got moved my food went up I went back into more like a maintenance um just give me more energy to train harder and stuff for a few months and then again once we'd got back towards the competitions started cutting again um it's not too bad because with the plan we obviously get sent a meal plan um but we get a lot of education um through the website that charlie runs on how you can like meal swap um swap in and out your carbs and stuff like that so you can make it a little bit more interesting so when i'm aiming to lose weight and cutting i try to stick to the meal plan as much as possible but then when i'm maintaining or building i do swap out quite a lot just to get more variety and things like that so it wasn't too bad like i've not found it too difficult it's only the last couple of weeks for a comp where it gets a bit tough <laughs> yeah yeah and, and narrowing it down but i think you, you have to have that break don't you because if it, it starts getting really monotonous and boring and yeah you know, we've all got kind of our vices and i personally feel like we need to have that release at some point in the week and regularly you know not just like white knuckling it through to sort of three four weeks and then and then having a blowout and a binge so yeah. mixing it up regularly obviously makes makes a difference um my advice is is just got to be like some wine on the weekend i just can't and that is just not conducive to there's something about alcohol that just sits <laughs> under your skin like you can't get rid of it diet i think is a bit different um with general you know since I had COVID, I hate the taste of any alcohol, which is like literally like if, if uh, my mum a while back was like, oh, I'll have a glass of Prosecco. And I was like, oh, I'll have one with you. Obviously, when I wasn't on plan. And I was like, I just don't enjoy it. So that is one thing that it's a good job I'm doing this plan now because there's no point in me drinking because it tastes horrible. <laughs> really? Is there anything yeah. that's tasted um, that still tastes kind of funny? Uh, mint so like toothpaste anything minty and alcohol that's pretty much it now <laughs> and, and will that's will that stay because a friend of mine's um girlfriend actually had the same kind of thing like everything she tasted was absolutely horrible she had to wear like a nose plug um and they said that was pretty much she was going to kind of have that ongoing just one of the like yeah. long COVID symptoms or just one of the symptoms that you're you're stuck with which is madness mm. So it's been a year, so who knows? <laughs> it may it may come back, may not. <laughs> well, the alcohol is not such a bad thing. And men, okay, we we'll mojitos, but you don't like alcohol anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what have you found the hardest thing about prepping for a show, would you say? Um, 
Probably so to start with social occasions and that's something I've tried to work on quite a lot because obviously when you first start you're trying to just get your head around it all it is overwhelming at first if you've never been on a diet plan and never had to have such a sort of strict routine to fit everything in that you need to get in your day um and then someone throws a social occasion into the event and it's really easy to just not go <laughs> um but obviously you don't want to isolate yourself uh say i've been prepping since november pretty much like if i'd have said no to all the social events in that time i i don't think i'd have any friends or a family that were talking to me left <laughs> um so i'd say that was one of the hardest things to navigate to start with but i do think that it gets easier the longer you go on and the more you can learn to integrate um certain things uh like for example a couple of weekends ago we were at a wedding reception and I was like well I could take my Tupperware box of food but who wants to sit at a wedding reception with Tupperware and they were serving like chicken skewers which were just like grilled chicken and peppers and they had salad so I just made up like eyeballed it on roughly the right about <laughs> right amounts for that because a one-off isn't going to damage your progress obviously you don't want to be guessing it and we're trying to make your plan up as you go but for an odd one so that you can join in with the family I think is really important <laughs> yeah absolutely and I think you just you must have got more comfortable with as you said like eyeballing you just learn you start learning the the measurements and things just by eye and know roughly kind of what you've what you've had but I mean that kind of brings on to a really good point of like tracking and how valuable tracking is um you know both workouts like calories out I don't know if you have anything that tracks kind of the calories that you're burning um like a I've got a my zone belt that I use um but just having all that data like I never used to be a fan of data now I'm just mm -hmm. stuff. uh you know you can see what's going in you can see what's coming out and then you know where you're at as opposed to kind of just being a bit worried about I don't know how this is going to affect me when you've got everything in front of you then it's so much easier isn't it to to work out how things are going to go or technically bank you know you're talking about if it fits in your macros earlier kind of swapping foods in and out um but also up in cardio and or you know banking calories and things like that are all things you can do have you found it really beneficial to to do all of that yeah so i don't we well i don't track um too much on like my output and stuff obviously we get given like a step target um cardio target um, and obviously we get given our meal plan which has our calories and our macros for the day and then I just work with that um, rather than doing like any extra to eat more or anything like that um, but like I said I've obviously been prepping for a comp like all the time so it has been a bit more strict if I go into like off season then it'll be a bit more flexible um, in terms of things like that. And what have you learned? Because I found my first show prep was like, like I learned so much about myself, having to sit there with myself on my own, with my thoughts, feelings, not being able to stop around with food or alcohol or busy myself with kind of social stuff that a lot of things kind of came up. Did you, have you experienced the same thing? Um, Yeah, a little bit. I think it's definitely changed my mindset a lot I'm much more productive because I've got so much to fit in a day I've got like your meal prep your steps your cardio your training um 
without planning your days out, it's completely overwhelming. And then you get to a point in the day where you've you've got so much still to do. Um, and it almost, like coming into the negative mindset, it almost then puts you in this negative mindset of like, oh, well, I'm not going to get it all done. So I just, I'm not doing it sort of thing. So it, because I've had to plan everything out, it's made me much more productive in general life. Like I'm getting a lot more done than I would before rather than sitting down and watching the telly or anything like that. I'll get my stuff done first and then what time I've got left, I can sit and watch Netflix or whatever it's on. <laughs> um, and also I think it makes you a little bit more selfish, but not necessarily in a bad way. Um, so you do prioritise yourself a little bit more because, again, you've got stuff you need to get done in that day um, before I may have been like, oh yeah, well, I'll, I'll, if someone wants to do something else, I'll be like, oh, well, we'll, we'll do that and sacrifice some things I would have done. Whereas it's made me realize that I can prioritize stuff that's important to me a little bit more, um, over everybody else's, which sounds bad. Like if you say you're selfish, it sounds bad, but sometimes you need that because you can be too far the other way. No, I totally agree. And I think without, I don't think we're any good to anyone unless we're being quite selfish in that. I think selfish has got, the word selfish has got a bit of a bad rap. Um, yeah. Looking after ourselves first and we're not in the, the best place to be a good friend or a good parent or, you know, whatever, a, a good um, uh, customer, just anything to any to anyone else. So I think it's important to, to do that. And also I think you realise, I don't know if you've, there's certain people as well as say environments massively important and by environment obviously physical surroundings like stuff um but also people as well and how people affect you yeah. and there's, there's certain friends that i have who i love dearly and family members um that i will kind of drift off to unhelpful places with um and when you're on prep there's like no room for that so it's managing that you don't want to be like that's it can't speak which was my first ever prep for seven weeks i just said to people i'll see you in seven weeks leave me alone for the time being but longer you have to work that in and kind of manage it and I think it really makes you think about the effect other people have on you the different environments the places that you go to and the activities that you do um whether they energize or drain you and keep you on track or, or veer you off away from your goals and things yeah absolutely that's a massive one and especially surrounding yourself with people who um align with your goals I suppose makes all the difference definitely mm. Have you got like a new, I guess in, in sort of Charlie's group, I guess you're all, all holding each other accountable um, and that's massively important, isn't it, for you to kind of cheer each other on, particularly, is everyone doing shows who works with Charlie? Is it purely shows? No, he does do lifestyle coaching as well, um, but he he does have a group where everyone supports each other. So if someone's having um, a bad day or something's gone wrong or even something as little as like they've got to the gym and they can't use a piece of equipment that they would normally use and they're not confident yet on like switching out they can put in the group like what can I do instead and rather than it being a point of stress for them they can just get advice from the rest of the team so it is good and obviously your support I mean Abby who you mentioned earlier she's really um good for support and obviously she's been through it a few times with um different competitions so she knows that we're all going to get prep brain a bit and start having wobbles now and again. And she's always there to talk people back up when they need it. 
I love Abby. Yeah, I've been chatting to her on Instagram. And poor thing, she's super, super not well at the moment. Um, yeah. I'm hoping when she's better, she'll come on on here and I can do an interview with her as well. But sounds a yeah. bit, well, we don't know what it is yet, but oh, she's done a lot. And maybe a touch of the burnout and just, you know, system kind of shutting down as well, which is easy, easy kind of to happen. Um, yeah. And speaking of which, how, you know, have you had any kind of health, issues um i'm talking about kind of physical health you had to really sort of look after that or kind of pull back a bit because you've gone too hard because it's quite easy to go too hard isn't it with like new stuff and it's you know it can be a lot of weight training accidents happen a lot of cardio that just knocks you out um and also with the food as well like, there's a lot of changes yeah um not too much really i've been all right i did i had a couple of weeks where my joints just her leading up to one of the um I think it was it might have been Miami Pro or PCA one of them they've all merged into one now um but th that I got over that quite quickly I think once I'd got the comp over I probably just because I'd done three in a row I think I probably just had overdone it a little bit then um I have lost my cycle at the moment um so after the british finals and i am thinking about doing two bros two weeks later <laughs> um <Still going. laughs> then i that'll be a focus for me to sort of get back then um and i don't mind talking about it because it is something that obviously a lot of people do go through um, and it's something that when I started, I was adamant, like, I don't want this to happen. Um, and unfortunately, most people probably will lose their cycle when they get to that low body weight. So as long as I get on it, yeah, I just, uh, it, it's not, obviously it's a big deal, um, but it's not permanent, hopefully. <laughs> so I'll, that's what I'll be focusing on when we get over the competitions get everything back in full working order and you know this is why it's not sustainable and you need that off season as well and it's not a realistic goal to to be on that but at the same time while you're here let's capitalize on the moment i'm sure, I'm sure yeah um, i i almost have kind of and i was talking to abby about this because she was like oh i don't know if i'm going to compete again this was sort of immediately after the Miami pro show well then she was going to aim for a show but she had a you know she was moving and then she started a new job and it was all going on. And I just said, oh, I don't know if this is the best timing. Yeah. Um, she wanted to, a bit like you, keep with the momentum because she was already, you know, lean enough. She could kind of maintain for a bit and then go in hard again. And I almost wanted to do the opposite because I felt this has been, I mean, me doing a show was basically my lockdown diet just got out of hand and just ended up being full on. Um, but I, I feel like I've made a lifestyle change now. But what, what I wanted to do is practice kind of going in and out of it rather than living in not fear, but getting having to stay like this. I wanted to try and kind of ebb back into the way things kind of were a bit and then just find kind of the, the balance balances yeah a word that doesn't come into my vocabulary that often um, <laughs> so so will you if you're, you're going to focus on that do you think you will be like competing again next year or yeah so I mean obviously I never intended to be competing again this year it's only because I won at PCA and I got the invite to the British final so I was yeah <laughs> too good an opportunity not to do um because I just didn't expect it like Charlie on the morning was like how are you feeling and I was like 
look, I know the standard's like incredibly high. Like I just want to go have fun, see sort of where I sit, and then we can build on that. So to win it was massive for me. Like I just, I wasn't expecting it. And then, so obviously I made the decision to do the British finals. Um, and that's why I'm kind of like, well, I'm already lean. The two bros is a couple of weeks after. And again, I know the standard is really high for two bros, but it'd be quite good to see where I sit um, in that federation and get the feedback to see what I need to work on. And then I want to go into um, a long off season then from there and build some more muscle. I know I need to grow my legs and my glutes a lot more. Um, and then maybe at the towards the end of next year, even the year after, um, go back and look at sort of PCA and two bros again from there. But definitely a break after this one. Lots more medals and trophies, I was going to say. Yeah, I find, yeah, legs, bottom half. And I think also for females in general, although there's not any, I can't, haven't seen any fat on you for a while. Um, it's where, I don't know where just, I hold all my weight, which is just an absolute nightmare getting, my back will be like paper. Um, and you can see yeah. everything on and my entire ass is like still there, refusing to budge. <laughs> I'm like, come on. I was say, because of pole dancing as well, obviously my upper body is a little bit um, more shredded than my lower body. So yeah, it does take a bit longer to get my glutes in. <laughs> yeah, sure. And let's go back to that post quickly because this, you know, this is kind of what sparked the the idea, um, really, to get you on just to have a chat about it because I, I had um, the same thing when I did the show back in two thousand and eighteen, and a little bit now, I guess, after my pro from, from losing that weight, and I think I think it's the whole orange tan thing that people just can't sort of get on board with necessarily um which is fine and funny enough I've had people saying oh you know you look so much better in that photo shoot that you did and I said you do realize that was less than 24 hours after the photos were taken for the show it's just you know the way things look um but yeah you know people commenting on other people's weight and appearances um you you said actually and I've just written down a quote you said on on that post 98 um percent of people are supportive but two percent of people can easily start to change your mindset and let negative thoughts creep in um and again it goes back to that environment that you're in and the people that are surrounding you the stuff they guess that you're exposed to that kind of gets in your in your head and, and sort of brings you down so how how was that for you what were the kind of comments you received anyway I think people said someone said you look horrid like too skinny and all of that which is just as bad to me as saying someone looks fat which now because that's so out in the open that you know, people don't do anymore but I think it, this is just as bad yeah and I don't think I, I genuinely don't think a lot of people realize what they're saying in a way um but yeah so I mean that particular incident that triggered me to write that post um like the, I thought the person was asking out of interest. They were like, oh, what are you doing? Like, why are you losing all this weight and stuff? So I explained it to them. I was talking to them about it. And I was saying, oh, obviously, at the minute, I'm dropping body fat. So you can see my muscles more. Um, and then after, I'll be, um, like, slowly reversing out of it, building uh, back up some body fat. And then I'll be able to train harder and stuff again. And they were like, oh, good, because you look horrid. And I was just like oh thank you <laughs> like how do you react to something like that like it's really I mean you could just have a paddy and 
go off. But then also at the time I was just like, all oh, right, yeah, okay. I didn't really know it threw me. Um, I, I didn't really know what to say. But then the more I thought about it, I was like, why would you say something like that to somebody? Um, and like you said, a lot of people get it. And you wouldn't go around someone and be like, oh, you look horrid because you're fat. Like, so why go and say, oh, you look horrid because you're skinny? And especially when you've got a goal and like you're explaining why you're losing the body weight. Because it is, it can be shocking for people to see. Um, I saw one of my mum's friends a couple of days ago who I haven't seen since before I started this. And she was like, I just can't stop looking at your face. It's so thin because for her it's just a shock to see you looking so different to what you're used to um but yeah i just i just don't think they think about it before it comes out of their mouth and realize that it can actually then start playing with you mentally because you no one wants to look horrid do they <laughs> no yeah but you know again that's just someone's someone's opinion isn't it and i, mm -hmm. I think I've, I've had kind of less backlash as it were or kind of comments this time around because I think people have followed my journey on social media whereas before I didn't really say anything and it was just kind of show day and sure. it was like well, where did Camilla go um you know and I was quite thin and, and sort of people get worried but even so if you I don't know if they, they were kind of following whoever this was had followed your journey or knew what you were up to um but even that people should just think and you know I'm guilty of this sometimes too it's like actually if you don't know ask ask what the journey is ask what what the reason is and, and just think i guess before you speak um out, out of turn in a way because you didn't ask for I, and and the i guess the argument is people would say well you're asking for it you know it's very kind of showy um you know sparkly bikinis mm -hmm. and all that kind of jazz stage so you know you want to be you want to be judged but it's you know it's not about that it's just all part and parcel so i don't know if that gives people ammo to feel like well i can say whatever i want to you yeah and I mean the thing is I've always been quite confident in my body and I, I am quite good at just brushing off what people say like a lot of things do sort of bounce off me but I can imagine for somebody who does already have um is more leaning towards having issues with their body a bit more just body dysmorphia um that it could affect them a lot more and it could then trigger them to be in an even worse place so it's hopefully people who people who are going into this sport. That's one thing I'd say for first timers is just make sure you're happy with your body before you go into it because you will get comments like that and they can be difficult sometimes. I totally second that. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I think from my back. and also it's hard to see yourself putting on weight back on again. Although you haven't quite got there yet. <laughs> got that. Four kilos, I think. Uh, four kilos I got up from after my comp. And then obviously I'm dropping back down, but it was all right. <laughs> I felt better. I actually felt better with the four kilos on than stage weight. Yeah, you get a bit of strength back, don't you? A bit more colour in your cheeks and a bit more, just feel a bit more normal, a bit more relaxed. Um, yeah. So edgy. Um, <laughs> Amazing. So, I mean, how would you say competing has changed you, like overall your outlook? I know you mentioned productivity before. And I don't know if that's kind of filtered out into your, your work life as well, or, or maybe it hasn't changed you. I don't know. Yeah, no, um, just much more productive in my overall life. Um, I would say healthier because even though I was training and stuff before, like it's much more structured now. Um, 
I do feel a lot better within myself. Um, probably not the last week or two before comp, but the rest of the time, um, I do feel a lot more energized. I'm not as tired. Um, I just generally feel much better, which is obviously not what I expected. Um, I thought it would be harder in a way. I mean, it is hard, but not as hard as I expected it to be. Um, yeah, that's about it, really. Once you get in a flow with stuff. Has it taught you anything about consistency? Because it certainly has me. Yeah, definitely. Like, you've you've just got to be consistent with it. Um and it, like I say, it's easier because you're consistent. If you're not consistent, then it becomes difficult because you're always trying to play catch up on yourself. I think that's so true of a lot of things in life, though, as well. Yeah, like definitely. Kind of starting and in and out, and actually that's quite draining, whereas if you're consistent, you know, then there's the 80, like 20% rule as well, um, which works, I think, well in life and in terms of having a an actual life outside of show prep and, and keeping, you know, 80% of the week relatively keen and on track and just relaxing a bit for the 20% and not tracking and not kind of worrying about things um so cool yeah I totally get that with with all the all the learning um and so what does uh what does a typical day look like for you at the moment and obviously obviously this is your plan um at the moment that you're on in terms of food and and what you're training and how much you know lifting and cardio you're doing but what does what what's your kind of typical week looking like two weeks out you said from the show right yeah so I'm two weeks out on Saturday so um I've got fasted cardio at the moment so get up do my fasted cardio and then depending how hungry I am sometimes I'll walk the dog and then or I'll eat first and then walk the dog what um, cardio are you doing you very mostly running um I've just bought pink treadmill <laughs> um <Wow. laughs> If I can get out, I'll go out. It, it depends on if I'm on an early or a late shift because it, it, I've got the dog to sort and he doesn't like being left on his own. <laughs> so um, I'll either run on the treadmill or if I can get out, I will run outside because honestly, time goes a million times faster if you're running outside than if you're running on a treadmill. Um, occasionally, I'll go on the stepper. Um, but obviously steppers are hard, so I don't like it. Stairmaster or the like the stepper? Yeah, the stairmaster. The stair I love the stairmaster. I used oh. to love that machine. I, I just look at the time every 30 seconds and I'm like, why is it not moving? <laughs> I used to have a book. I used to try and read a book or cover the time, but every so often I'd like peek on. When you're like sweating, it's like five, six in the morning and you're back there at like 10 p.m. at night and you're just like shooting out. I'm so yeah. over there. It's so bad. <laughs> but yeah, so doing fasted cardio and then I work shifts, so it just depends on what I'm working. But I'll have um I'm training five times a week, so I do two upper body and three lower body um sessions a week. And then I teach pole twice a week. At the minute, I seem to be covering Pilates all the time at the moment. And then um it's just fitting sort of my meals and stuff around that. So I'm on like seven meals a day at the moment. So it's good. I don't mind it. And I'm not on that low calories, actually. I think I've just gone down to sort of 1,900 calories a day. So it's not that bad um, at all, really. 1,900? Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, you've got lots of – I think people think you're just like 
sub a thousand calories um or people that, that prep well but no there's plenty of food because you've got to sustain your workouts right yeah so on I, it's very rare i drop below 2000 it's only the last sort of few weeks i think the last prep i got down to 1800 but that's the lowest i've been so far on on any of them so that's good my body responds quite well when i start cutting and doing the cardio and stuff um generally i, I say it responds well I didn't nothing happened last last week <laughs> but the weeks around it were really good so it balances it out <laughs> amazing and what kind of foods are you eating just foods that you like foods that you enjoy i saw you mentioned cream of rice actually which i have my yeah. first i love that stuff <laughs> i've just started using it the first time i had it i was like oh i'm really not sure i feel like it's a hype but then i've added blueberries and stuff in and it's actually really nice um but yeah so when i'm this close i try and stick to the same sort of stuff just for consistency um so i have like a chicken and rice meal which i like marinate the chicken um in like different flavors and i have it with like peas or something like that then i generally have like a sweet potato meal with either chicken or fish um or turkey and then I have a car, a couple of carb-free meals, and then my oats or my cream of rice sort of around my workouts. Um, and then Steam I have syrup, by the way, in cream of rice works well. What Not does skin, the skinny syrups? Ah, uh, yes, I've got loads of them. I've literally got every single flavor of skinny syrup you can imagine. I keep going in B and M, and my husband's like, "The fridge cannot take any more stuff." <laughs> I it, and then I'll see another flavor, and I'm like, "Oh, but I haven't got this one." <laughs> you know what? I made that recipe. It. You know, I asked you for that recipe ages ah, ago. the baked clothes. It took me ages. I bought baking powder, and I had the vanilla protein powder, and I basically had it sitting there for ages. I just couldn't ever be bothered to make it, and then. Because I was going back on, like, prep the shells. Like, I'd never get this done. It was completely inedible and disgusting. The whole thing went in the bin. So I obviously oh, no. I don't know, like, nutmeg and the carrots. And the, yeah, it was just an absolute mess. So You're doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong. The carrot cake baked toes I have probably, like, five times a week, like, around my workouts. I absolutely love it. Like, it's so good. Did you blend the oats before? I did blend the oats before. I did it in my juicer thing yeah just put some yeah. like powder yeah i don't know what i did it might have been the powder it was not good it maybe i'll good. do a video and then you can try yeah. it again <laughs> but, yeah i don't know maybe you'll give it a miss we'll see but it's really funny with the skinny syrup so, like, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> um joining in the conversation yeah this um skinny syrups it's amazing how your palate changes and i don't know you mentioned about marinating like I've never used so many herbs in my life trying to get flavor out of chicken or turkey yeah. uh, or, or anything even just salad leaves like everything goes on there but also I bought I tried the skinny syrup um, the skinny food company dressing which when I got it I was kind of eating what I wanted at the time and it just tasted like sugar and like really horrible but now yeah. food is kind of a bit more uh limited should we say um I'm actually loving it on salad because it just gives that yeah. taste it grows on you <laughs> yeah yeah it does and i don't know about you and this is another big i guess takeaway for me with prepping for a show is the amount of pr appreciation i have for lots of things um but food in particular like i really enjoy food more when i have it and i'm not just eating mindlessly yeah absolutely like the when i came out of the shows before obviously I had a period where i was a little bit more flexible and 
the first couple of days I was just eating stuff and I was like do you know what like I've been waiting for this for so long and it's really not as good as I thought it would be um like some things were amazing but other things I was like oh I could live without this and then at work like they'd bring stuff in and um when I was on prep and I was like actually I know they're not that good and like you say your taste changes so like I love my meals that I have um like obviously you find stuff that you like so even though my meals are consistent I make them to my taste so I really enjoy my food definitely apart from where after the comps I stupidly ordered like seven cookie dealer cookies and I had like one a day and they're about a thousand calories each but I just couldn't stop eating them so I haven't ordered them this time cookie Cookie dealer they do those big cookies that are like stuffed (laughs) I don't need to know about this so so good the peanut butter one is honestly incredible and I'd ordered like seven I was like oh they'll last me or I'll share them with my husband I ate ate a whole one a day consistently until they were gone and then (laughs) I nearly ordered something the other day and I was like nope this is just prep brain (laughs) get off the website yeah Yeah. just filling up your cart for like the month prime or whenever you can kind of yeah eat it. <laughs> yeah, man, it's that great and you just feel like ill and it's not, it's not yeah. what does your husband think of all this by the way um because i i'm just the first the first show that i did my mom said if you ever do this again i'm not coming anywhere near you i don't you were horrid or horrible um this time around apparently i've been very okay and pleasant um well up until july but I don't live with anyone, so apart from the dogs, and the dogs do sometimes get it, bless them. Well, I just well, I just had the one at the time. Um, but yeah, how does your husband? Because you know you've heard of couples sleeping in like separate bedrooms and just really staying out each other's way because it can it can really stress on a relationship as well, can't it? You being really focused on something which you have to be in order to succeed. Um, yeah. And the other person not understanding he's been really really good actually um obviously you do get a bit snappy when you're a bit hungry sometimes and you're right the dog gets it taken out on him all the time (laughs) he has to sit in his bed when i'm close to a comp (laughs) um but he's actually really good because he's into fitness and stuff himself um and he always pushes me towards my goals so like when I started pole dancing I'd said oh this is really cool I want to do this he's the one that sort of found me classes and stuff to go to and got me into that and then with this he 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 always encourages me to sort of keep going with things if it's something I enjoy doing so that's really good um obviously he knows I'm going to be a bit more moody and I think over time you kind of get used to that feeling so like the first time when I was doing it up to pure elite I think I was a bit more of a dick <laughs> and like at work they they did actually my manager was like viewers have noticed you're a little bit hangry at the moment <laughs> um but I think as you get used to that you can kind of recognize it a little bit more and be like right I'm being a bit intolerant here like I need to give myself a talking to and I think I've got a bit better this time around but there were There'll be occasions, and we I work shifts, so we don't spend a huge amount of time together. So it's all right. <laughs> that, that's the secret. That's the key, isn't it? Just passing shifts in the night. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> I'm so glad I did those. Um, so like the YouTube videos that I was doing, um, just to hear myself back. And there was one point I think it 
think it's the last one for the Miami Pro Show where I'm literally just having an absolute meltdown over nothing. Like I just woke up on the wrong side of the day. And when you can hear yourself, and I actually say at one point, I'm really glad to record this because I'm going to watch this later and just think, what on earth? Because you yeah. might be from like crazy, crazy places. So it's it's obviously, yeah, you just got to catch yourself out on that thinking and just go, I'm being, as you said, an absolute dick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Out. <laughs> yeah. uh, oh my god well, it's just been amazing to have you on thank you so much for sharing all of this with mm. us um wishing you oh my god like all the luck in the world for the show not that you need it you're totally gonna smash it thank um, you i will be keeping up to date on your instagram on your insta stories um so i can yeah just see everything that's going on wish you luck on the day but if people want to come and follow you and find you where's the best place to send them to would it be instagram or elsewhere yeah instagram is pretty much at the moment the only platform i'm using i do have facebook but i never really put anything on there so yeah instagram which is birdie with an with a y underscore hilton um and i mostly post my bikini stuff and pole dancing stuff at the moment so yeah amazing pole dancing videos guys you definitely have to check it out um and photos and just like lots of amazing physique shots with trophies in hand so it's all very inspiring and motivating stuff so make sure you go over there and check katie's account out ah thank you um so yeah good luck with everything i'm sure i'll be chatting to you most days anyway i'm sure on the gram um but thank you so much again you're an absolute superstar amazing keep smashing it thank you thanks for having me on (laughs) see you later Bye. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you got some good takeaways from today. And if so, then please do leave a review. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode and you can find further insights and tools over at camillacollins.com.